Welcome back to Will on the Weekends. This is Will speaking, and currently it is January 1st, 2022, a brand new year filled with possibilities, and currently the current possibility is having a special guest, my sister. What's your name? Maggie. Maggie Wilson. Oh, wait. I don't know if they're supposed to know our last names. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We have Maggie and Will on this Saturday evening. And why are we here, Maggie? Well, you know, it's a Saturday evening, and we are lonely human beings with no friends. So I decided to go to sleep <laughs> at 7 p.m. because I was tired. It did not work out because here I am at 10 p.m. And my lovely 21-year-old brother pops into my room and says, What you doing? And here we are. The reason I did that is because she came to my room. Well, it's not my room. I hang out in the guest bed because there's a king-size bed. That's where I exist um, whenever I'm home. She came by to turn down the temperature at 7 p.m. saying she's going to bed. Speaking of which, I feel like this is the vote to call you out. It it got hot. Did you turn up the temperature? <laughs> I did not turn up the temperature, Maggie. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so she came by telling me we have to turn down the temperature. I was like, why? And she's like, well, I'm going to bed. At, and, I, and it was at 7 p.m. And I said, okay. And then... We said goodnight, and I just said, goodnight, love you well. Who's that? Goodnight, love you well. That's what we say when we go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> the reason we say that is because typically, you know, we're like every other sibling pair. We fight sometimes, and we decided that if we were to die, because for some reason we both have this parent, <laughs> that we're going to die in the night, and we want to make sure that even after a day, even a day that we fought more than normal. We want to say one more nice thing, even though we speed through it and literally say, good night, love you, see well. You can't even hear the love you, but there's there's concern there. There's care. That's very true, and I think that adds good context to our relationship. So the real reason we are here is that I was just doing whatever in the room. I was reading, watching TikToks um, on YouTube, just doing whatever, reading the news even. God, I'm so bored. Anyway, so I left because my dog was banging on my door. And I let him in and then he got bored with me very quickly because I guess I wasn't giving him enough attention. I think that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> honestly, that that's a metaphor for me. You can barely entertain yourself. How are you supposed to entertain Murphy? exactly and we all want attention in this world and murphy most of all but me too and the reason so back to my little story so murphy left and then murphy's the dog and then i went outside my door and i looked down the hall and i see a glow underneath maggie's door and i text her you up and she said yeah and then what happened and then I heard, I heard the door open. He actually opened it gently this time instead of busting in like he normally does. I still didn't knock. That's how our relationship goes. There's a lot of trust here that I don't think should be there. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so my plan for going to sleep at 7 p.m. backfired immensely. But to be fair, I was tired. I had a bash in New Year's Eve <laughs> last night. So I was a little bit tired today and ready to go to bed, but it failed. So I watched a lovely movie called The Giver. <laughs> oh. You remember that? Back in seventh grade, we both, well, we are not in the same grade, but when we were each in seventh grade, we read that lovely book, and the movie was okay. <laughs> yeah, so I walked in there, sat down, made myself at home without asking, of course, um, and we both realized that we are extroverts, both of us, deeply. In fact, one might say we enter a depressive state when we do not have social interaction with our friends. And at least for me, I did not have a bash in New Year's. I actually went down um, to hang out with my sister's uh, friend. She only had one friend, poor her. And I just took a shot and had a glass of rosé moscato. Rose Moscato? What was it? I think it's a rose. Ro pink Moscato. Pink Moscato. So it wasn't rose. They lied to me. I think it's rose. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> anyway, so I went down there, uh, said Happy New Year, then immediately went upstairs to my room, tried to read. That, I didn't tell you this, but that was the most drunk I've ever felt. Because, I don't know, there's something about taking taking a shot, having a glass of wine, and then immediately relaxing that really makes you feel some type of way <clears throat> but anyway maggie had friends over last night the last time i've seen my friends was three nights ago oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that just shivers went down my spine hearing that. yeah all of my friends left me and and really that's okay like everyone to each their own you know have your have your little moments with your family and or and go travel or whatever but but just know the cost of leaving me alone is detrimental to my mental health. And perhaps I should seek a therapy for that. But I'd rather just talk about it on my little podcast that I've created for attention. So, yeah. Let me ask you, because we don't talk about this, but do you wish that over these breaks, maybe our family would like to travel like other families do? I don't know, because here here's a little... A uh, fun fact about um, our household is we maximize our time on vacations. In fact, <laughs> in fact, one might say vacations are a burden in some type of way. <laughs> because can we give an example of the California or not the California? The um, we went to Arizona over the summer, <laughs> and we were there for like what ninety six hours, like four days. No, is that the right we math? We were there for like six days. This was my graduation trip, so I planned the whole thing. And so partly this is my fault. <laughs> I want to take responsibility for this one. We wanted to see the Grand Canyon. I wanted to do some sort of like river thing. So I, because I'm big into the outdoors. I don't know if William and I share that interest, but like, at least for me, and since this is my graduation trip, that's what we did. So we first flew into Flagstaff, spent a night there. William was delayed. Flights were trash this summer. It was absolutely horrendous. So that kind of fucked up our plans. Thanks a lot. <laughs> American <laughs> Airlines. <Okay. laughs> Sorry. That was a, I digress. Anyway, so it was a very packed trip. We went to the Grand Canyon. We went to see, um, we were in Page, Arizona. 
seeing Antelope Canyon. I don't care about all the details. Let's pick well, this up. We were there for like three nights in Vegas afterwards, but like then we went to Zion. It was just weird. We were traveling. We spent probably of the, let's say we were there for 96 hours, we probably spent 36 of those driving to all the places. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was a blast. It was beautiful out west. Yeah, we don't, we don't like to diddle daddle. We don't like to <laughs> prioritize sleeping. <laughs> Or just relaxing. No, 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 no. We prioritize. Look, you're going to spend the money to spend, you know, however many nights you want to maximize however much you can do. And and in that way, I do respect our parents just a little bit. But nevertheless, it would have been it's it's nice to relax. But we I think I think here's the difference. When we're on vacation, we don't really relax. But at home, we have too much relaxation. Like. Where's the middle ground? Yeah. Where's the middle ground? I don't know. Yeah. So basically what we do on breaks, what I do on breaks, you can, you, we're both in college, by the way. Where do you go, Maggie? I go to Vanderbilt University, Anchor Down. Okay. And I, uh, that's great. Um, And I go to Georgia Tech in Atlanta. So, oh, go Jackets, I guess. So anyway, on breaks, um, I wake up at around noon um, I eat breakfast, I get ready for the day, I've been trying to run, do literally any amount of exercise <laughs> to avoid depression, but <laughs> but anyway, then I get ready for the day, I'm ready for the day by 4pm, um, then I like try to read a little bit, I, then we have dinner at 5, then I hope to God someone in the group chat of my uh, at-home friends responds to my request to hang out and then I'll hang out at eight till midnight. So that's my, those are my days on break and they're not productive. They're not healthy physically, mentally. So what about you? What do you do on break days, Maggie? So I think I get up a little bit earlier than William, maybe like 10 or 11. Sometimes this um, break I've been really busy babysitting which is a great use of my time I guess for money making and productivity but honestly I when I'm not babysitting I feel so unproductive even if I have tasks to do like I've been into puzzling I've been into this like paint by numbers thing some crochet knitting a blanket like things like that I have movies and shows like lined up for me to watch but none of it really feels productive to me although I've created a checklist that I could complete theoretically by the end of this break like that feels productive for me but I don't know those are all tasks for me being alone it's great for me to have these tasks I think nothing feels fulfilling unless I'm with other people and I realize that maybe not (laughs) might not be the best thing for me No, yeah. One of my New Year's resolutions that I was talking about with my friends that have now all left me was being okay being alone for more than two hours. Um, Because at college, I really can't do that. Um, In fact, I would say 
this, this semester sp- specifically, I really made sure I was surrounded by people 24-7. <laughs> Except when I was sleeping, of course. Um, but, yeah, so I really made sure that was that. And I think I think it was really good for me. But at the same time, there was just this huge drop-off, this huge cliff that happened when I ended the semester and came home. And of course, like everything at home bothers me. Like I don't like I love my parents, of course, but any questions they had about my day, mm, 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 mm. because at the same, like while it wouldn't matter, they wouldn't actually care if I were to just go on a drive. I would still have to tell them, "Hey, I'm going on a drive. Hey, I'm gonna go hang out with." these people and then they'd ask me for details and for some reason that just feels invasive and what about you Maggie? I think the proper response to our parents when they ask those questions is you're done (laughs) just tell them you're done (laughs) yeah I usually am just passive aggressive and then mom says I'm in a mood and tells (laughs) and I'm like (laughs) and then I leave um and then I return at 5 p.m for our daily dinner now I think, yeah, I think it's just, it's just really hard um, to have a lot of stimulus and then that just ripped away from you. But really, most of the stimulus came from doing work at school, which is, I think, I think Maggie and I, here's a a little background about Maggie and I. So Maggie and I went to the same high school. We did, Maggie did extracurriculars. She did sports. She did. I was an athlete, three sport athlete. Right, and I did one sport, but really that was about half a sport because I only went to half the practices. <laughs> but anyway, we both uh, did very well in school. We we were actually both top of our class. Not to, yeah, come on, not to flex, but <laughs> two time whatever, one hundred percent valedictorian rate in the Wilson household. True, 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 true. So we've always been. How do you say addicted to work? Maybe, maybe this is our issue, Maggie. Maybe this is our, this is where, this is our Achilles heel. We love work. We're great at work. But you take work away, and what do we have to define ourselves? Nothing. We're useless. I would totally agree. I wish I could disagree. But it's just, it's hard for us. You know, but luckily this will work out, you know, in terms of careers and... But no, no. Can I give you some advice, Maggie? Some not even advice, just um, just general uh, uh, a little story. So I had an internship over the summer, and that was my first time, you know, having like a nine to five. So you have work from nine to five, but what do you do from five to ten, eleven? Exactly, it's hard because at least with school you had homework, but you know. Honestly, I'm just picturing my days in high school, how I would literally fill them. Every second of my time was filled up with something. I would go to school till 3.30 and then go to practice from 5 to 7, eat dinner, do homework from 8 to 11, and then go to sleep. That's all I did, and it was so productive. And perhaps perhaps the reason we did that, we did that to ourselves, was to avoid loneliness <laughs> i think this is a running theme for our lives that so we're always lonely and i don't know why like we have each other but we don't find that much fulfillment i don't think we kind of just if we spend too much time together william just kind of like 
calls me stupid (laughs) which like sometimes I say stuff because I just say it just to fill this awkward silence (laughs) and William does not appreciate that so he will call me out for it that is very true um Maggie can be how do you say annoying but in the in the same vein everyone knows I'm also annoying but I think when you have two annoying people both seeking attention (laughs) because I know you I, I don't think either of us are capable of giving attention so that's the problem True, true, true. I'm glad, I'm glad we're really exploring, you know, if anybody listened to the first episode, Mars and I explored our, uh, astrological signs and how that makes us similar. Well, this is nature versus nurture. We explored nature in the first episode. Now we're exploring nurture. Mm -hmm. Wait, actually, this is also nature. Well, we grew up in the same household. So anyway, so I guess, I don't know really where that came, comes from. Do you got, do you have any idea? I really don't know because you would think that with us being like successful in our high school careers, our parents had to have been strict. Like they had to have been hard on us, checking in on our grades, but they just didn't. So I think there's some innate (laughs) desire for us to be productive. This is something that I've actually been very interested in exploring recently. And I've brought it up at the dinner table a few times. William did not seem very interested (laughs) in this topic, but let me introduce you to Enneagram. So (laughs) there's sort of the whole point of Enneagram is you're motivated. It's like your core motivations. And I'm a type three, which is the achiever, which if you've listened to this podcast up until now, I think you can kind of see where this is coming from. I love to achieve. I love the success. (laughs) Um, We're looking at William just pulled up the adjectives that describe the achiever. Success-oriented, pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, literally excelling, driven, and image-conscious. Now, image-conscious does bite me in the butt sometimes. I'm going to be honest. I want people to admire me. It's bad. Now, I took the test a long time ago, and I have absolutely no idea what I got. But the family did decide that I was number four, the individualist which is the sensitive withdrawn type, which I actually kind of disagree. But when I'm at home, I would say that's that's very true, very sensitive. You say one thing, you'll, you'll, you'll rattle a bone. <laughs> See, I know a type four, and they're creative. William, would you call yourself a creative person? <laughs> Absolutely not. If I don't have instructions, I will fail miserably. <laughs> so, like, although I think calling you the individualist is more just a joke on the fact that you're selfish but like we've we've explored that in a previous podcast because i am an avid listener to this podcast true 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 true. it was actually very kind you know she was mentioning her little puzzles she was doing well i stumbled in because of course i was bored so i came and visited her and i stumbled in and she was listening to my podcast how sweet we love a supportive sibling giving me the attention that i really crave so good on you and i know that i know that's hard for you to give attention so i really do appreciate it you are so very welcome but truly i think it was just the fact that i was puzzling and if you've ever puzzled um <laughs> let me let me explain this goes back to the boredom thing um when you're puzzling there's nothing for your mind to think about and so I find myself overthinking or feeling lonely. So you know what I do? I fill that with some sort of noise. When it's when it's not a podcast, it's music. Um, 
So, like, yes, I am supportive, but I think it was more just fighting loneliness. But, like, I think you can appreciate that, too. Yes. Yeah, so, so basically, Maggie and I have been alone without our friends for two days. Um, and we're struggling. Um, so, <clears throat> if you happen to be in Memphis, Tennessee, like, reach out. Like, honestly, we're all, we're all crawling back to our toxic past and... I won't get into the details, but I definitely, you don't even know. Here, hold on. Let me pause this and let me explain. Okay, we're back. And can you confirm that I am crawling back to, to, to my, to my past that maybe I should leave in the past? He is indeed. Yeah. So nothing, nothing's good, but really anything to fill the boredom. And, and I know you do the same with some of your friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have a core group of friends who I hang out with and, this one of the core group that's who was with me on new year's eve but she also goes to college with me so it's kind of like oh she's just we're just spending all the time together but no tea no shade i love her um but there are some people who i left behind who still go to high school they're still in high school and i will say hanging out with them i hung out with them one time i have been invited to hang out with them more times but i've even shot them down so actually i've grown i in my senior year when i tell you i was craving any sort of human interaction to fill the void of loneliness that i was feeling at all times i think it was just i don't know what it was about senior year maybe i was wanting to i had this vision for an amazing senior year so i had to fill it with something so i made some new friends so by the end of my senior year i had about three friend groups that I just like rotated. I basically had plans every night because of this, which is great. But then when I went to college, I grew apart from some of them, especially the ones who are juniors now. Um, It's just like you're living in different stages of your life. And they've invited me to hang out. I hung out with them one time. And I'm not going to lie, it felt a little draining. (laughs) But, But they've invited me other times. And I have said no because I'm doing what's best for me. But here's the thing. Do you have any regrets? Regrets about what exactly? Hanging out with these people. Um. Say no. Okay, I guess no. Yeah, because here's the thing. I also have no regrets because ultimately, if you just view your life as a movie, as a video game, like these people, the ones that maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with for your mental health, like ultimately... You can still get things out of them. You you can get attention. You can get the filling the void of loneliness. Like sometimes you really just have to. And I know this sounds bad. I know this sounds makes me sound like a bad person, but they're also getting stuff out of it. Out of it, like they love hanging out with you. And even if you don't like, you're giving you're you are being selfless as well as selfish. And that's really what all relationships are about. People, yeah, compromise. Um, or something like that. So anyway, I mentioned a re- my New Year's resolution. I have many, but they are, um, but, uh, do you have any resolutions? I came up with one. I'm typically not big on this whole New Year's thing because it feels like a lot of pressure that I just have to have this fresh start. And especially with COVID kind of screwing things up, we're not going to make this a COVID podcast right now, <laughs> but I will tell you, like, I do not like the idea of just 
going into 2022 with more COVID stuff. It just doesn't feel right. So I don't think about my resolutions very much. I never really have any, but I thought about it. I was like, maybe, maybe I could be more spontaneous. <laughs> I am in college and I'm living in Nashville where there's a lot going on. Um, and typically I find myself on a Friday night after a long week of grind because you know how much I love my work. Um, <laughs> and I feel a little tired, so a lot of times I don't really want to do much, like go out, but maybe I'll find the energy to do that, because I am an extrovert. I'll find some sort of energy. That's great. Um, now for the more uh, more basic, more um, basic white girl uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, I've come to three conclusions over the past week, let me tell you. <laughs> Okay, first of the first of all, reading is hot. Would you agree? What the hell does hot mean? <laughs> reading is hot. Someone reading is objectively hot. Okay. So you're trying to become more attractive, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't gotten to that point. Secondly, <laughs> listening to podcasts, indie podcasts is hot. I have listened to zero indie podcasts, but I just know because I was thinking about it. I was telling my friends, I was like, okay, if there was someone like in, I don't know, Ohio, who has no connection to me, is just listening to Will on the Weekends, that person has to be hot, right? <laughs> I, sure. Yeah. So those were two conclusions I made. And the third one, it's a little bit like the um the transitive property or like the uh, the addition additive property. So because of those past two properties... Oh, it's like a syllogism. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot. It's logic. Okay, so because reading is hot and listening to indie podcasts is hot, my two of my New Year's resolutions are to read more and to find a nice indie podcast. Maybe like a storytelling, like, I don't know, something, something, something ah, fun, exciting. Um, yeah, so those are two of my New Year's resolutions. Do you have any basic ones, Maggie? Like I said, I really just struggle to come up with any sort of goals for myself. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think that's where we're at right now. Um, I've tried to read. It puts me to sleep. Actually, when William came in tonight when I was about to go to sleep, I was reading before that to make myself fall asleep. It was actually not working, so maybe I'm good at reading. I just feel bad about reading. Maybe find more time to do the things that I like to do here. Like, I really do love to puzzle, but in college, it's kind of hard. Like, where are you going to find the space to do that? But I have friends who would puzzle with me. Like, maybe I'll find some wholesome activities like that to do. That's that's awesome, Maggie. I really hope, um, <clears throat> I really hope you find that, find that time. But did you notice how William's activities were individual activities? I applaud you on that. Look at you finding ways to spend your alone time. Mine were, in fact, to spend more time with people. True. I didn't even recognize that. But you also have to think about my motivation behind my New Year's resolutions. Because I want to be happy being alone. But at the same time, I want my alone activities to be viewed as attractive. You see, you see, like the you see the flaws. I'm starting to see some achiever mentality. I think you are image conscious. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if we're both type threes. I love me some enneagram classifications. <laughs> Let's put each other in a box. Thank you. Okay, 
That's great to hear. Um, well, I think th this is really a great segment. I, I think we're learning more about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> we're learning about me through my sister. You guys can really get a fuller picture of who Will Will on the weekends is. Um, it is a weekend again, which is great. Um, great that we're filming this, but of course it'll come out Wednesday. But anyway. <laughs> okay, I was just thinking. We were talking about why we both struggle with loneliness. Let's take a look at our mother. <laughs> I must say, when I look at our parents, my father apparently is an introvert. He says he, you will find him sitting in the car, we'll all be talking, and he will sit there in silence, not adding anything to the conversation. But I respect him for that because most of the time we're arguing or debating or whatever. But anyway, my mom, she will not sit down for a second of her day, except to puzzle, actually. <laughs> Or to read. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Are we just I think we're becoming more read in our own ways. Um so I think that's where we it's not like we see our parents spending time with other people as teenagers. Well William's not a teenager, but as young adults we find ourselves feeling fulfilled with other people, whereas our parents find fulfillment, well, specifically my mom, with a bunch of tasks. So I think it's sort of the same thing, and maybe just not seeing our parents rest very much. Mm -hmm. We don't, we aren't good at rest. Also, of course, the Maureen thing is very apt and very apt. But also our father, Bill... He, he teaches for a living, so you would think a Christmas break, like, he would, you know, not have work. But I still see him every morning on that damn laptop doing God knows what. I can confirm I see him spending eight hours a day, probably, <laughs> sitting at the kitchen table on his laptop. So clearly no one in the Wilson family, in the genetic line, the genetic dynasty has figured out how to cope with doing nothing. Yeah, so, and honestly, Maggie and I have not talked about this to this extent, and I think we're discovering things about ourselves. And I think, honestly, the Wilson family might all need therapy, like, desperately. So, listeners, if you have therapists in Nashville, Atlanta, Memphis, drop us a line, like... Maggie's Instagram will be in the description. Um, she probably needs it more than me. <laughs> Let's be clear here. I actually did take steps to go to therapy the summer before my freshman year. That's great, Maggie. Um, and, and how much did that help you? To be honest, most of the time I think I just complained about my family, specifically William. <laughs> Maggie thinks she has trauma from me, but we don't need to get into that. That's that's, <laughs> that's that's a topic for another day. Once you guys get to know the the good parts about me, <laughs> so you do admit that there are bad parts, and you use those bad parts against me. Well, the, you know I can edit that out anyway. Anyway, I think this is a great place to end. I hope you guys have learned more about me through my sister. You've learned more about my upbringing, so you really get context to who I am. And Also, with the um, whole therapy thing, William will leave his Venmo in the description because therapy expensive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. True. I will gladly accept donations. Anyway, Maggie, any closing thoughts? I think William 
has really opened up to me in this. Actually, I think he's more opening up to the viewers. So I'd like to thank the viewers <laughs> for allowing me to see this part of my brother. Listeners, they're listeners. Shoot, should we make this a a video a video podcast? Sorry, that's a different that's a different conversation. Well, that was Maggie. You can find her on Instagram at Maggie. Uh, here, yeah. My Instagram is Maggie M Wilson underscore twenty four. Where's the twenty four from? William, as my brother, would you like to tell the view- listeners my birthday? Oh. She was born on the 24th of April. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> anyway, it's great. It's been great to have you, Maggie. I encourage everyone to reach out to her. She has her own platform. Um, and yeah. I can classify you on in your Enneagram type so that my DMs are open. Yeah, go go seek her out. Anyway, it's been Will on the Weekends. Have a good day. Happy New Year. Goodbye. <laughs>